on, everybody? Just uh, getting some notes together here right quick in this blown-out lighting again. I'm always going to talk about the blown-out lighting, so I'll actually fix it one day, but I probably won't because it's a hassle. tried moving my computer around, and uh, that didn't work out either. Um, thing is, there's a big window here, and I really like the natural light. Don't feel like putting up block-out curtains. I could, but then after I did that, then I'd have to bring up a whole lighting rig and some... Uh, I can show you pictures of the bad lighting. It's it's pretty pretty weird, but this is better than that, so we'll go with it. So how's everybody doing? If you're um, if you're doing all right, just leave me a comment, say hey, uh, let me know you're here at least, uh, throw a like, tell me what you're thinking about in, turn, in this Comic Con era that's uh, going virtual this year. I don't know if you heard, um, but Comic Con, uh, the San Diego Comic Con, which which is my favorite holiday. It was my favorite holiday for, for quite a long time. Every year I'd make the pilgrimage down to the San Diego Convention Center and have a good time with uh, a lot of good people there. Um, myself, uh, Jeff, Gio, um, Theo even came down from Florida one time, which was crazy. Had a good time. So now we're going to be doing, um, I don't know, we're going to be doing something interesting uh, online. And that's what I'm here to talk about. So Comic-Con, my favorite holiday, it's, it's happening online this year. They're going to be doing a bunch of YouTube streams. Um, they're going to be posting things just on blogs and on forums, uh, probably doing some live streaming and interviews with the cast and things like that. I don't really know what all it's going to entail, but I know that I always had fun working with 8-Bit Cubist, working with the guys at the 10th Street Theater with GamerCon, um, working with... Uh, all the different creatives and professionals I knew from the video game industry, meeting up with people, eating overly expensive food, um, damn near catching a heart attack from all the, the grease and running back and forth and not getting any sleep. And, you know, I always wondered about the food at convention centers. It's like they're trying to compete with with airports or something just on how expensive their food was. But not this year. This year, COVID-19 has happened, so we're going through the... Uh, going through the whole thing of uh, just having to find out something else to do. So, as I always say, um, you know, make sure you're following along. Make sure you're on the Mr. Benja account. You've liked the page. The 8-Bit Cubist page is the 8-Bit Cubist art and project. You can follow that as well. But, big announcement here, and I'm going to be really starting to push a third page even. Yeah, I know. A third page. Um, I'm going to be pushing Transcendent Press, um, and Transcendent Press is how I how I branded all of my writing. A lot of you don't know about it because I've kind of kept it off to the side and with my own writing groups until the time was right. Now that Comic Con is coming up this year, I think the time is right, so I'm going to be getting more of my writing out there, and you all will be able to see what that's about. Big time Comic Con season is here, so I'm going to be just pushing the whole writing bit for a little while. And personally, I actually think that, um, that the stuff I write may be a little more appropriate for this time of year. Um, not this time of year. Where we are where we are right now. Uh, people are cooped up and getting a little stir-crazy inside. So having stories for them to read, um, you know, I think that'll be beneficial to a lot of people. So I'm going to get some of that out there. And once again, if you're in the comments, um, if you're watching right now, make sure you put in uh, 
put in a hi, wave to me, throw an emoji, uh, say how you doing, let me know what's going on, anything you want to talk about really quickly. I think I'll stay on here for about um, about a half hour maybe. Uh, the hour ones, people jump in and jump out, but I like the half hour. Anyway, have any of you ever been to a, a con before? I know that it was something I always always did uh, when I started moving down when I moved down to San Diego, it became a way of life basically. And doing that every year, I, it spawned me just going from San Diego Comic Con to GamerCon to WonderCon, E3, um, went up to C2E2 in Chicago, um, went to PAX East, went to PAX Prime a couple times. Um, definitely went to Kamikaze, the Long Beach Comic Con, went to, gosh, there's so many, a lot of cons, uh, big ones, little ones, uh, all sizes. Basically, they were a place to get everybody together under one roof to convene about um, certain topics. Basically, what they're calling nerd culture, popular nerd culture right now was being popped off in all these different little conventions. So you have your He-Man fans, your Star Wars fans, your Star Trek fans, your comic book fans. And comic books, obviously, Comic-Con, really made a big splash when Marvel turned the whole comic book industry upside down with their connection with Hollywood and the whole, you know, the big Hollywood movie scene and the film industry. Getting those two pieces connected, comics, and movies, one big thing. All of a sudden, the whole con scene blew up, became something crazy. Nobody knew what was going on. They just knew a bunch of money was flying around, and everybody had to be a part of Comic-Con, had to get interested. And a bunch of people who had never looked at comics in their life suddenly showed up. I don't have a problem with that. That's just what happened. So, you know, it, things change really quickly in the comic book world. And I want to make sure that I'm changing to uh, follow along with the times right now. So... I am launching the Transcendent Press. The website is up right now, transcendentpress.com, but if you go there, you're going to find the coming soon page. I'm going to open the page up very soon. And um, and with the opening of that, you know, I'll be on live. I'll be showing up here, talking about different things. I want to get some different people on here. I want to get uh, some of the old Comic-Con cronies here talking. Um, you know, Jeff Junio did photography. Uh, we always hung out together. Uh, he helped put the music together for the 8-Bit Cubist. He got us, um, uh, you know, advanced seating to a lot of events, uh, made sure that everything was going smoothly. Got to get him in there. Got to get Theo on. Uh, if there's anybody you ever know that ran into me or ran with the crowd of us during the San Diego Comic-Con, make sure you let them know that I'm looking to talk to them during this Comic-Con week because BenjaCon 2020 and we're going to make some things happen. In fact, uh, just before this went live, I decided to, you know, show everybody my little badge here that I've gotten for Comic-Con. Oh, look at that. It's the Benjacon 2020, sponsored by Transcendent Press. Uh, you know, you make sure you have your credentials. You'll be getting it okay. Um, I'll go ahead and put that on right there. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. So, um, a, little bit, a little bit of history right quick. Uh, a lot of you don't know. Um, my history with comics. Growing up, there were two things that really mattered to me. Um, well, a lot of things that mattered, but, you know, as a kid, two kid things mattered to me. That was video games, which you've seen me 
push through with 8-Bit Cubist and comics, which you haven't seen me expose so much on this page. Um, I don't know how it happened, but between comics and video games, I really had just an affinity for all these crazy characters and stories, uh, colorful lifestyles and colorful uh, imagery and ways of putting things out there that was just really avant-garde to me. Um, but now we're going to, now this this year, I'm going to actually start putting that out there, as I said before. Um, coming up, when I was young, I got comic books from my older brother. Uh, he was really into them, and most kids were into comics, and, you know, you'd stop by a gas station and pick up a couple comic books, and, you know, you read them and then kind of toss them to the side. I took it a little further than that as a kid. I ended up really getting, you know, just really involved in the whole comic book scene. When they said, you know, stay tuned next time when we see what happens to Spider-Man, I was, you know, I was, that was serious business. I had to find out what was going on with Spider-Man. Um, was, was he going to finally be taken down by the Sinister Six? Was the Beetle going to help him out, or was the Beetle going to just be a jackass like he always is? You know, how is he going to defeat the Rhino? These were serious stories I had to figure out and uh, had to, you know, I had to, I had to know as a kid. So I found this comic book store that was near me, and I started talking to the comic book store owner. My dad got to know the comic book store owner, and they became friends, and we all became friends. And basically, what I, my dad was being slick here, I didn't realize this, but I would hang out at the comic book store, and he would kind of babysit me for a while, and you know, I would just walk around, talk to the people. Um, I'd buy some comics, of course, um, but I was you know, kind of like a mall rat, but in a comic book store. Really great time, um, and I got put onto a lot of the 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 business behind comic books and how everything was flowing. So, and if you've got any favorite comic books you remember from when you were a kid, you know, let me know in the comments. I like to like to see that. I don't know if I'm the only one who was really into them like this, but I actually started up subscriptions with different comic books. Um, Spider Man was big, of course. Um, really wasn't into DC when I was younger. What's up, Johnny? How you doing? Um, Johnny, I don't know if we ever talked about comic books, but we had talked about Comic-Con. Got any favorites? Let me know. But um, I was always in Spider-Man. Uh, he was big for me. Uh, Transformers actually had a comic at the time. And I really liked that. Definitely, uh, definitely was into the Marvel stuff. I didn't understand the DC stuff as much. Later on, when I started to understand it, I got into the Legion of Superheroes, um, the, the Justice League, of course. Um, Flash was interesting, but I never got into him as a whole series. I, I felt that that whole thing was kind of just the same thing running over and over. Um, Thor, Conan, um, just a ton of comic book characters. And uh, being in a comic book store, as I said, you know, just hanging out with my, my, my dad and uh, the comic book store owner... I started collecting comics. I don't mean just collecting them like, you know, finding them and putting them in shoeboxes and having a stack of them in the closet. I actually started like archiving all these comics that I was getting. I had a um, comic book display boxes that you'd see in comic book stores. I had at least seven of these as a kid just filled up. And when they got full, I would move I would move the ones that weren't very important into a like a soap crate. So I had all these comics and I actually archived and logged them into a spreadsheet. 
so I could track the prices, what people wanted, what was important. And this is me being a, you know, a kid with nothing better to do. I'm logging all my comic books and the prices that people want for them. So anytime like a little comic book show came to the local mall or, um, you know, comic book, uh, they weren't even really conventions like they have now. But anytime a comic book show came through, I would pack up my most, you know, essential comics, wrap them under my arm and run them out to the to the place and start selling and trading comic books. I was actually making a pretty, pretty decent amount of coin for a little kid with these comic books. Um, I remember arguing with the guy over an extra two dollars. Like he said he'd pay forty dollars or something for a comic book. And for some reason, that didn't sit right with me as a kid. And I said, $42. And the guy got mad. He said, you just told me 40 I said, no, it's 42 now. I just changed my mind. And I don't know. This is my kid logic. I was like, he seemed too eager or something. I don't know. So I charged him an extra $2. But in the end, he laughed about it and uh, said I was doing good business. So that's that. He gave me uh, the extra $2. And, um, yeah, I was, I was all into collecting comics. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy thing, man. Price charts and everything. Um, Wizard and what was the other uh, one that I was looking at? It was primarily Wizard Magazine. They always had, like, the hot comics, and they put, like, a price next to those hot comics, and I'd always make sure I had those with me. Um, and if I didn't, I'd have quick access to it. I'd have my dad drive me back out to the place, and, hey, this guy said he'd pay X, Y, and Z for this comic book. So, yeah, that's what I was doing. Um I don't have any more of those comics anymore. They, a couple of them are actually at home in New Orleans with my brother, but um, but most of my comics are gone. I have a couple here. Let's see what I have uh, in terms of comics still. I'm doing this to show my 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 comic book cred, I guess. If you did, if you never rolled with me during Comic Con, we never got to talk about this high level stuff. Uh, Oh, and I will be um, letting a bunch of you into my Facebook group where I've been talking about hero movies because that's the place where you do that. But a friend gave me a bunch of uh, Witchblade comics. I don't know why anybody would uh, intentionally read Witchblade to this degree. Um, it's a really cool comic, but uh, you just don't meet that many people who are all into Witchblade like that. But yeah, um so people still sense the vibe on me if they can just come out of nowhere and say, hey, you, know, you look like you like comics. Here's a, here's a box of Witchblade comics. And I'm also, uh, also later on in the game, I, I started on the manga tip. So definitely have some, um, some old anime magazines. And if you're wondering why I still keep these around, even though I really don't read uh, the physical copies that much, uh, read digital now if I do read anything, um, it's because... The collaging I was doing. A lot of the collages, I put uh, comic book backgrounds and things in them. Really cool stuff. Hey, Johnny, baseball cards. Baseball cards are really cool, man. Um, I definitely dug baseball cards. Um, I didn't really get into baseball, so it was football cards and Marvel cards. Yeah, pretty much football and Marvel. But um, but no, that whole scene's a different thing. In fact, baseball cards are on the up, up and up right now. I don't know if you've gotten any that you're trading around or uh, trying to do anything with, but the whole sports cards thing is coming back somehow. Maybe Gary V did that entirely by himself just by talking about it enough. But um, but yeah, so I started this, I started this whole thing, 
Yeah, totally. Uh, check it out. I'll, I'll point you to some of the the new the new sports cards resources. It's uh, it's pretty out of control. But one of the things that really pushed me into what I'm doing right now and making me, you know, really excited about going ahead and doing a lot of big things with with uh, comic books and um, pop culture in terms of I don't want to call it nerd culture. That's a little too weird for me, but comic and games culture, a lot of that came straight from Comic-Con. And we can't go to Comic-Con this year. We can't talk about it like we did last year. We can't... There's a lot we can't do. But that made me realize there's a lot we can do. There's a lot of uh, potential here in terms of getting online and talking about comics, talking about our favorite properties, talking about stories most importantly. Um, I also just found my copy of V for Vendetta, the, the actual graphic novel here. Really good stuff if you haven't checked it out, the movie or the graphic novel. But yeah, um, nerd culture, everybody likes to just throw that around. Um, I guess to avoid confusion, I'll say nerd culture, but comics, games, um, you know, I actually met a group, uh, comics, games, um, Dungeons and Dragons, Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, basically anybody who didn't go to the football games and still got together and had fun with their friends. Uh, I'm totally calling you out. I know who you are. Uh, nerd culture. Yeah, so nerd culture. Uh, if you went down to, wait a minute, what did we call Comic-Con? We had a name for it. Uh, nerd Fest? Yeah. I think if anybody remembers Nerd Fest 2010, uh, that was crazy time. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, um, so this week I'm going to be going on live, going on live a couple times to talk about just the general things going on, uh, some new stories that I'm writing up. Going to introduce you to some things in the website, um, a proper introduction of Transcendent Press, which is my little writing arm, which has totally advanced since I got uh, locked in, since we all got put in this uh, quarantine business. In fact. Um, got some posters that I'm going to be making up, and here's uh, here's one of them. You can kind of see that that graphic style that I use there is reminiscent of uh, some of the stuff you started seeing me do early on in the 8-bit, um, with my 8-bit art. But it really wasn't 8-bit, it was just video game characters kind of done the style. So I'm going to be putting out some posters, uh, some t-shirts and things. And I really just want to tell a story of uh, Transcendent Press, and... Um, the whole Transcendent Press thing, um, as I said, you know, I got my lanyard sponsored by Transcendent Press. The whole thing I wanted to do with Transcendent Press is talk about, um, put out stories about rising above, transcending the bullshit, maintaining your direction, going your course, getting better, and not having to deal with all this uh, nonsense that we're seeing. So... When, when you read stories, when you're getting into the comic book scene, there's a certain level of, there's a certain layer that's between you and the actual meaning behind the property. Well, the people, especially older people, sorry, uh, just look at comic books and look at comic book culture. They see, you know, crazy powers and people wearing spandex. And that's a very surface level kind of understanding of comic books. Um, 
a lot of what comic books did was made a um, a place in the mind for people to attach to and think of themselves as heroes. They had this whole vibe of everybody can be something. Everybody has a superpower. Everybody is interesting in their own right. But everybody is unique and different. And I think we're running across a part of, um, you know, a, a space and time where we need to realize that we're all we're all unique and, you know, we're all um, the same in some sense. Obviously, we're all human, but obviously we've got differences that make us special, unique and powerful in our own right. And so much stuff is going on with cancel culture and trying to get people to think one way or the other way and arguing over dumb shit instead of just fixing problems and letting go of egos. I think that we can learn a lot from what comics were really trying to get at. For example, um, if I want to talk about Iron Man, you know, on the very the move, the first Iron Man kind of touched on it a little bit, but didn't really go deep into how Iron Man was was really built. Um, there's a um, oh, and Johnny, to answer your question in the comments, uh, Forbush Man. If you want to look him up, that's a pretty comical character, but that was his intention to be an average hero. But Iron Man, he basically is a shell of a human being. And in the comic books, they would call him Shellhead. He's just this man um, inside this shell, or you know, part part of a man trapped inside the shell. And you know, he's covering up for his personal inadequacies with uh, technology, with bravado, with money, with women, with drugs with power and you kind of get that in the in the movie a little bit but they really gloss it over and don't dig deep into it um you know when he's his relationship with alcohol and being trapped inside the bottle is kind of like his relationship with you know being trapped inside uh, the iron man suit he really can't live without it it gives him a sort of superpower if you will just being, you know, this alcoholic guy trapped in a bottle. Now he's this, when he's not an alcoholic, he's kind of this guy trapped in an Iron Man suit. And the comic books really started to play with that idea a bit. Um, you know, the suit and the, the visuals and the color, a lot, of that, a lot of that was a caricature for this idea that they were trying to put across. And when I say caricature, you know, you see the drawings of um, exaggerated faces of, you know, political cartoons and things of people with really big noses, eyes, ears, or whatever, um, to really accentuate their features, that's a caricature. And it's not meant to look real. So when people say they see the spandex and the capes and, you know, the landing on the on their knee with the superhero pose and looking all out of control and whatever, it's supposed to look like that. It's meant to be a caricature of people's bravado, people's attitudes and lifestyles. So when it's going over the top, that's the point. It's not meant to be so realistic in all cases. But when you bring something into live action, of course, you kind of have to make it look a little more realistic, play down certain aspects of the, the craziness and play up certain aspects of the reality and the Hollywood formula. But yeah, there's a lot of just 
crazy wild stuff in the comic books. So when you're reading them literally, it may not make sense to you, but you have to think about it in terms of not what is this individual story trying to say, what is the entire body of work of a comic trying to say. So I, anyway, I really like that with comic books, how they were able to just broach this whole range of topics and do it in a way that uh, kids could be entertained by it, where adults could be entertained by it, where anybody could kind of start talking about the basic story of being an individual with a talent, a skill, a superpower, or something that, that made them unique, and use that to fight against problems they saw in the world. So I've always had a place for comics, really haven't talked about it too much, um, unless you caught me in, in a bar or something during Comic-Con season. But uh, this week, uh, Benjicon 2020, I'm just going to be coming at you. We're going to talk some comics. We're going to talk stories. We're going to talk rising above the bullshit. Um, Johnny, LeJean, Jeff, uh, Josh, Tina, Keisha, Marcellus, Ryan, Gio, anybody who wants to get on. Uh, we'll, we may do some call-ins. Uh, we'll see what's going on with you, find out what you're thinking about in terms of superpowers, what's your superpower, where are you going with things this year. And we'll see about getting some new stories put out there. And if I can get the website up the way I want it, it'll be a great thing. But, um, but yeah, you know, we'll get some things happening going on. Uh, the different bars, uh, and uh, to answer your question, Johnny, the different bars that I was talking about in, in San Diego, Geez, man, pick a bar, any bar downtown. You know, it was nuts, and they charged you more than they normally would. And um, I got to remember to tell the story about the the literal underground meeting about trying to put on a Comic-Con event. That was crazy nuts. It was stupid. It was literally an underground meeting. Um, there's a whole, there's a huge underground part of San Diego that I didn't know existed until I got invited to it. And I, I'm not talking about underground, like, quote-unquote underground. I literally mean underground. Um, some us-level stuff, but that's interesting, too. I'll, I'll get into that. But um, let's see. I set up to stay on here a half hour. Uh, what else is going on? Um, face masks, just a quick update. Face masks are still uh, going strong. Everybody who's, everybody should have got theirs. If they purchase for Series 2, they'll be going out this, they're going out this week and the end of last week. So if, uh, if you haven't gotten yours uh, by the end of next week, let me know. We'll see about that. Um, but if you did get yours, like most of you have, I'm starting to hear some reports back. Uh, make sure you take a picture so, I, so we can get those shown to people. Uh, definitely want to see people out there wearing their face mask. And I think this is a pretty cool thing to do. Um, once again, purple salvia and the other colors. Most of them are sold out so far. Um, you know, I've got a... I've got a word back from an engineer. Um, these masks are specifically designed for you don't get carbon dioxide poisoning. So that'll be good for you guys, Johnny. Um, everything's going uh, going good with that. Uh, we're going to keep the projects going. So I'm going to pause for a bit before I do Series 3 of the face mask. But we are doing a Series 3. And then after that, I'm going to be doing... So it's Benjicon next week. Uh, maybe series three right after that, and then um, I've got some new paintings that I'm going to bring to people. A lot of people were telling me that they have nothing on their walls like this little guy here or this guy here. So I'm doing a new little project to get some art into the walls. And art that's a little 
more acceptable for a normal wall, I guess. Apparently, a lot of people thought my art only belonged in uh, the man cave or the Comic-Con room or whatever. So I've got some other art that I'm going to be putting out, some abstracts that are pretty cool. Still in the same 8-Bit vibe, but you'll see more of that later. Uh, anyway, I don't want to hold you on for too long here. Um, but just a reminder again, BenjaCon 2020 is happening next week. We're going to be posting some some updates, some pretty cool stuff. Uh, be having fun with it. So see you all then, and we'll make sure some good things happen. Peace. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit MrBinja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.